We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. To the Rotowire NBA podcast. It is Friday, September 29th. Nick Whalen here with James Anderson. James, earlier this week, we went through the Eastern Conference and predicted which 12 players we thought would make the All Star team. I wouldn't say it was easy because the, the East is a little bit top heavy and there's still a decent amount of talent and guys who have been All Stars in the past. But we're now going to do the Western Conference. And in the East, there are maybe 10 or 11 guys that you feel pretty good about and I think you could at least double that number when we look at the West well I mean not guys I feel good about making it but guys that I feel are going to have outstanding all-star resumes come voting time and yeah I mean I think just looking at like the first four guys I have missing the cut in the West and then even that next kind of wave of six guys I mean these are all guys like you know that would either be slam dunk starters in the East or guys where you could legitimately say that they would have a deserving case to be starting in the East. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty huge gap. Obviously, we knew that uh, with all the uh, players heading West this offseason, but I'm interested to see where we differ. I kind of think we're going to differ more than we did 
last week where I think we had, you know, we kind of disagreed as to whether Joel Embiid would be healthy enough to play. We disagreed. Two medical experts. Right, right. Uh, I think you had, actually, you know, because you talked me into Kemba Walker, or I'd maybe talk myself into Kemba Walker over Al Horford. So I think actually we were in 100% agreement minus the is Joel Embiid going to be healthy enough or right. not in the East? So I, I think that we're going to actually, you know, at least two or three disagreements in this Western Conference one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to bantering with you in the next hour <laughs> or so. All right, let's start out as we did with the East with our locks. So how many guys well, do you have in your category? Let's, well, let's do lock. Let's do lock starters. Yeah, first, right? Sure. I sure. Whatever. I mean, I have five locks total. Four of them. Oh, starters. okay. So I have seven locks total. Seven locks, and I have three lock starters. Okay. So, so my were your three locks. My three lock starters, assuming they're healthy for most of the first half, are Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard. Never heard of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have Curry, Durant, Kawhi, and Westbrook as my lock starters. Okay. Why is I Westbrook mean, left off your list? I mean, he had an mvp season last year and didn't start last year so i mean <laughs> i think i think it's reasonable to think that james harden has a chance to start again over him i i would get i'm i have westbrook as my starter because i think that there's just so much momentum behind him yeah since last year's all-star voting ended mm-hmm. but like between since then between then and now he's had so much more positive momentum i think than james harden has right. and, and that's why i think he's right the i guy. i just but I, I mean we have no idea how the reshuffling of talent on these two rosters mm-hmm. is going to impact their statistics I, I mean if one of them takes a dip and you know even if their team ends up winning more games and the other one stays at that crazy historic pace they were at last year and their team continues to win games then it, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be surprising to me. I mean, James Harden still has the benefit of playing in Mike D'Antoni's offense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there, there are he's got Chris Paul there, but as we've talked before on the show, that Chris Paul addition is only going to help James Harden stay fresher, improve his efficiency, uh, allow him to not always be on the ball. Like it might actually lead to him putting up better numbers and I, it's hard to really see his his counting stats taking a huge hit so i mean i think i think james harden's a legit challenger to be the second starting guard in the west it's really tough i mean i we're about four minutes in and i'm already maybe walking back the lock on on curry and westbrook because i mean two out of the three curry westbrook and harden are going to start right i mean is there really we'll start there i mean is there really a debate for anyone else that you could legitimately see and no again, assuming health no throwing one of those three i don't think so. I, I have curry as a lock because i think the fan voting will be there for him like yeah, I, I think curry he won the fan vote last year and and i think he's in the same boat as westbrook where he's only be he's only gotten more popular since that fan voting ended because they won the finals again mm-hmm. uh you know he was awesome in the playoffs uh i mean there's really no reason to think that he his stock isn't continuing to climb uh the warriors this warriors team we're gonna we're gonna talk about them a lot on this podcast but i mean that they're gonna be on pace for another potentially record-breaking season in the wins department so uh it's just really hard to see both westbrook and harden getting more fan voting than curry and you know curry's not going to get dinged much by 
the media at all, and he he might get dinged. I mean, I, I expect Harden and Westbrook to finish ahead of him in the player voting, but I would expect Curry to finish ahead of those two in the media voting. Yeah, and we should stress, too, that the five starters are determined just by fan voting, correct? No. the How do I keep getting so confused? You're really I, confused I, by this. I really am. This happened on the last pod. <laughs> the, I'm just, the starters, it's 50% fan vote, 25% player vote, 25% yeah. coach vote. The reserves, it's just up to the okay. coaches. Yes. All right. I think the way that this is formatted on the site I'm using is confusing me. But anyway, fan vote. The Warriors fans come out to vote. Yes. Curry led in, in fan votes for Western Conference backcourt last year. Clay was fourth. He was ahead of Chris Paul. Right. I mean, guys like that. Zaza, Zaza, like JaVale Zaza, McGee was like top 15 Iguodala, in the front court. Like, Iguodala yeah. was ninth among West backcourt. Um, Livingston was 13th. So they, I don't I don't think there's going to be any sort of like voter fatigue when it comes to that. Golden no. State is probably better than anyone else at getting those fans to vote. So, yeah, I mean, maybe that's a slight advantage for Curry, but it's he, he really, there wasn't much of a gap. Like he was up um, a little more than... In, uh, I'm trying to do math now, like 100,000 votes than Harden, which I, isn't that much. I also think, you know, last year, you know, we were still coming off a NBA Finals where Steph, and Steph Curry played his worst basketball right. we've seen in years. I mean, it, it's not like he had this, you know, overwhelming, like, momentum behind mm-hmm. him. I mean, he he still was the lead vote-getter right. in that scenario, so I think he's... And Curry, gonna, I mean, he was good again. last year. Very good, but he wasn't he wasn't having the first half that Harden and Westbrook were having. And he no, still exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, yeah. it's... it. He's... I mean, I think it's, it's him and LeBron mm-hmm. a, among, like, the let's say, like, under-21 voting crowd. It's yeah. Curry and LeBron and, like, a pretty big gap to me Jeremy in terms of popularity. Yeah. Okay, so my five locks are Curry, Durant, Westbrook, Harden, and Leonard. And again, you know, one of those guys, Curry, Westbrook, sure. and Harden can't start, but Harden's a lock to make it to me, assuming yep. he's healthy. And I have him as a reserve. So who you have seven locks. Yeah. So who and, are your two others? Okay, so I have Paul George as a lock. Okay. I have him as the fifth starter for the West, along with Durant, Kawhi, Westbrook, and Curry. I just think that if you look at Paul George's popularity last year, playing for the Pacers in the Eastern Conference. He had, you know, pretty good backing behind him um, from the voters, and I think that he's going to be on the best team he's ever been on this year. I think you're going to see that Thunder team, you know, on a mid-50 win pace, so I I don't think anyone's going to hold any kind of team context issues against him. He's probably going to be really efficient. Uh, mm-hmm. playing in that offense, I just I think the votes are going to be there for him to the point where, you know, at worst he's a reserve, but I, he's my pick to start okay. just because of the I think the fan voting specifically is going to be there for him when it might not be there for some other front court options. Yeah, I mean he did do pretty well. Um, you know, over four hundred thousand fan votes last year. That was eighth among front court players in the East. Um. Yeah, I mean, he's. I could certainly see him. I was going to ask who's the fifth guy. You know, it's three front court and two back court for the starters. So, you know, if we assume that Kawhi and Durant are two of those guys, last year it was Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no obligation anymore to choose a center. Um, right. So it doesn't have to be someone like that. It could be Paul George. I think it could be Carl Anthony Towns is actually the guy who I have pegged as a starter, as fifth starter. He's never made an All Star team. He was really close last year. Um, but I think. 
you know, I think the Pelicans are going to struggle. I think if you're someone who believes the T-Wolves are going to be good, and if Carl Towns is putting up numbers that were pretty close to what he did last year, he's going to, you know, maybe edge out Anthony Davis. And I think there might be a bit of a brushback, you know, to putting in three Warriors if you're assuming that Curry and Durant are already starting meaning that Draymond wouldn't get that spot. Well, Draymond's I even though the Warriors get great, you know, fan voting support, Draymond's never really pulled that well to the point where I would expect him to start. Uh, I mean, he was 5th among Western Conference frontcourt guys. He was way ahead of DeMarcus Cousins last year, way ahead of Towns. I mean, yeah, well, okay. I mean, I I have George, so I mean, I I guess if you wanted to compare Draymond and Towns, that's debatable, mm-hmm. but I I just think you know, Paul George is obviously going to finish favorably among the writers and the players right uh that section of the voting and i mean he's got a signature shoe he's in gatorade commercials i mean he's a a pretty i would say he's probably a top 10 uh marketable player in the nba right now uh you have you know you might even see some laker fans voting for him because they're kind of already probably viewing him as the the next great laker so uh I, i mean it's it could go a lot of different ways. I went with George. I I do have Carl Anthony Towns as a reserve, which is saying a lot because I mm-hmm. left out some pretty darn good big men. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my my seventh lock is Chris Paul. Assuming he stays healthy, I just think his, you know, he's going to be a reserve. Obviously, uh, coaches respect the hell out of Chris Paul. I mean, he's a huge favorite in that. Uh, section of the electorate and i think playing in houston playing in mike d'antoni's offense he's gonna have it's not gonna be necessarily a typical chris paul season where you know it's like 20 and 10 20 and 11 or whatever but i think his efficiency is going to be off the charts they're going to be playing at a faster pace than chris paul's typically used to playing at so maybe he can even best some of his previous you know points per game totals and and come close in the assists. So I think Chris Paul always he always kind of gets labeled as the best two way guard in the league. I think that 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 and the fact that he'll yeah. be on a team that'll be approaching a sixty win pace will get him yeah. in the game. Yeah, I think if he stays healthy, he's a near lock. I, I left him out of my what I have titled Stone Cold Lock <laughs> section. So he's he's in the guys I feel good about. Stone uh, cold locks. Stone cold locks. Um, so that my second tier has eight players, which means that one of those guys is not going to make it because you only get twelve. So I have Chris Paul, Carl Anthony Towns, Draymond Green, Rudy Gobert, Blake Griffin, Paul George, Nikola Jokic, and Anthony Davis. Wow. Um, which of those guys do you not agree with? Uh, well, all of them. You didn't mention one of my starters. I have two of those guys Ooh. missing it. I have Jimmy Butler start. All right, no, I, I, you didn't mention one of my reserves. I have okay. Jimmy Butler. I have Jimmy Butler as a reserve. I was say there's no way. No, no. Um, I have Jimmy Butler okay. as a reserve. I actually, so my reserves, it's it's James Harden, Chris Paul, Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, Carl Anthony Towns, Nikola Jokic, Blake Griffin. And I have Anthony Davis and Rudy Gobert on the outside, along with Marc Gasol and Clay Thompson, who are my kind of first four guys out okay. that I think are going to be the four most deserving guys that don't get in. Did Anthony Davis just scored like 50 points in the last All-Star game. I just, I think that He's you're, you're going to, 
look at look at the teams we're talking about here. Like yeah. you have the the Nuggets are by Vegas projected to win forty five plus games. The T Wolves are projected by Vegas to win like forty six, forty seven games. The so that's that's Jimmy Butler, that's Carlton Towns. Uh I think the Clippers are gonna do you know, I so Blake Blake and Clay Thompson were it was a late swip switch for me. I, I had Clay Thompson in there. Um I just think that they, they might have like two losses in the first half yeah. and I think that there might be it might just be an easy move for the coaches to go, well, they're the best team by far. Let's give them their four all stars again. But if Blake Griffin it sounds like he's pretty healthy. Like if he doesn't miss, you know, maybe he doesn't even miss a game to start the season, but if, even if he only misses like say 10 days, I think his numbers are going to be insane. Yeah, like, I think so too. He's going to be ex- you know, extremely high usage by forward standards. I mean, you could see him uh putting up like kind of Draymond like rebound and assist numbers but with 24 points a yeah, game. He might he might do like 25 <laughs> Nine and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, yeah, a steal and a block. So, like, that's my ca- and I think the Clippers are going to be an above five hundred team. So that's my case for sure. all those guys. I think Anthony Davis is going to be on a sub five hundred team, and I think it's just going to there are going to be so many good cases out there of guys that are on these clear playoff teams. Yeah. That Anthony Davis, I I mean, there's going to be some really tough exclusions. Like, of course, I think Rudy Gobert's team is going to have more wins than Anthony Davis's team. Rudy Gobert's easily the best defensive big man in the league. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to miss out. I think Marcus Saul, you know, he's he's one of the best big men in the league. His team's not going to have the wins to get him in. I mean, it's just it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be very weird to sit back and see an All-Star game that potentially doesn't have a guy like Anthony Davis. It would be weird to sit back and watch an All-Star game that might not even have, you know, a guy like Carl Anthony Towns or a guy like Nikola Jokic. Like if those teams get off to slow starts, mm-hmm. their numbers are going to be there, but they might not get it just based on the win-loss totals of their teams. I mean, it's hard to put ourselves in the shoes of the coaches and try and think about what they prioritize. But, you know, there's some precedent, I think, that suggests that they prefer winning. But then, you know, there's some precedent where, like, last year Anthony Davis – started the all-star game on a bad Pelicans team. And obviously there were other factors than just the coaches in that decision. But I like, I do agree with you about the Warriors that if they go into the all-star break at like 45 and two or whatever it'll be, that there's going to be a strong push for four. And no matter what, they're going to be deserving of four. If the Western Conference was a normal power balance, they would probably get four pretty easily. But I also think it's going to be tough to put in the fourth best player on the Warriors when Anthony Davis might be averaging 29 points a game, 12 rebounds and three blocks, you know, like or, at some point the numbers are going to be good enough that you'd be like, all right, look, we got three Warriors in already. It's not like there's only one or two. Well, so of the guys, so of, of my reserves of Harden, Paul, Butler, Draymond, mm-hmm. Towns, Jokic, Griffin, if you want to put Anthony Davis in, who do you think is going to have... I have Butler like, on the outside. So you have, so you would have Davison over Butler. And Jokic is probably number two for me as far as like I would put him in now, but I wouldn't be shocked if we get to February and he's he's good, but he's just not having this insane breakout. Because I think mm-hmm. I think Jokic, we like he, we only have you know basically three quarters of a season of him being really good, and I think he's going to continue to do that. But you know, there's a lot of players that are just locks to continue doing what they're doing. Right. I mean, so there it, it's going to come down to narratives, right? And like. If the Timberwolves are as good as everyone thinks they're going to be, 
Like it's an easy narrative mm-hmm. to just say, well, Jimmy Butler got there, their defense turned around, like he, you know, helped Carlton Towns break out. Uh, I mean, easy to see a narrative where you, you know, assuming Butler keeps up his numbers from like last year. I mean, pretty much every NBA writer refers to him as a top ten or top twelve player in the league. So like, if he's if he goes to Minnesota and they all of a sudden go from this lottery team to a playoff team, it's pretty easy to make a case for him being in. Uh, Nikola Jokic, like since he entered their starting lineup last year, they had what top two offense in the league. They top finished three? the year at number one. Okay, so like if they keep that pace up, he'll be yep. the reason basically. And mm, well, I mean, but then there's the, like the oh Millsap's there now they're better. But I don't think I, I mean, think Millsap's Millsap. He's an all star in the East, but, but I don't like I think Millsap being there is only going to help Jokic's uh, yeah. overall numbers. I think so. You too. know, so like he might put up better numbers than he did in the second half yeah. last year. I think he's going to look better on D with Millsap there too. Right. I mean, he's just such a handful, I think. I mean, if they're on if they're if they have the wins I man, like compare compare like Jokic what we think he could do and Anthony Davis what we think he could do. If there's like an 8 or 9 win gap between those two teams, like Yeah. I don't know. It's it's going to be tough. So if if the Timberwolves only get one, is there any case that it's Butler and not Towns, or is it Towns for sure? And if they're good enough, then Butler too. I think it just is completely dependent on what Towns does, what the general sort of feeling around the league is regarding Towns' defense this year. So, like, if he either stays the same or regresses, I don't think he's a lock. If he's gotten noticeably better i mean because we know the offensive production is going to be there from towns Mm -hmm. obviously um but if he if he's gotten noticeably better people are talking about like oh towns looks better on defense you know the the timberwolves are winning games in part because towns defense then i think he probably becomes the lock and butler is the but there's also an issue of having the right amount of guards slash wings and the right amount of big man on the roster because you know if you have you know harden and chris paul are reserves that's two guards yep. but you could have a really hard time like you could go draymond towns Jokic, davis yeah. like griffin right. and then you don't have a single other wing so i feel like butler being that kind of wing player sort of gives him a bit of an edge there just for roster mm-hmm. construction purposes yeah i mean everybody if you know i guess if, if you're assuming that curry and westbrook start Everyone except for Paul and Harden on my list of guys that I feel good about is a front court player. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's a rule that says you know you have to have X number of guards, X number of forwards for the for the reserves. But there isn't. But I mean, the coaching staff is yeah. just like they're not going to put like yeah, two guards time, and five big men out there, right? But like you know, Paul George, he can kind of swing uh, both. Sure, players. and Blake Griffin can like yeah. handle the ball. Obviously, but right. But I do like, think there's an argument where it's like okay, if if Gobert's in, Draymond's in. Towns is in I don't know that they would go Jokic and Davis over Butler is that what you mean right I mean because like like I said my first four out are Davis Gasol Gobert Clay three of those guys are centers I Uh, think part of the reason Clay got in last year is they wanted another guard yeah I mean I I had honestly that was part of my reasoning for having him in originally but then I was just like well Blake Blake is basically just as much of a guard as Clay Thompson is. Like Clay Thompson's not going to be handling the ball in this game. He's going to be catching and shooting. Like Blake Griffin will probably handle the ball more than he would. So uh, I didn't see that being a barrier for Blake getting in. 
Let's take a quick break so I can talk to you about SeatGeek. Buying tickets can be complicated and confusing, but there's a better way to buy. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to every game all season long. Whether you're planning a day out with friends, searching for a last-minute deal, or buying a gift for a loved one, SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. Nothing beats being there in person for the biggest plays of the year, and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone, and it's by far the easiest way I've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I can instantly find seats. SeatGeek saves you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals, and to help you get the most bang for your buck, SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. And it doesn't end with sports. SeatGeek also has plenty of concert, comedy, and theater tickets as well. Best of all, new users get $20 off their first purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code ROTONBA today. That's promo code ROTONBA, R-O-T-O-N-B-A. That'll get you $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. See it live with SeatGeek, right seat, right now, right from your phone. My next tier, I just have wild cards. Okay. That's what they're labeled. So in that tier, there are... 10 players. And these are guys that, looking up and down this list, I would say that a lot of them would be near locks to make the team in the East. Maybe not as a starter, but as a reserve, probably seven or eight of these guys. Uh, and in a normal year, they would be right on the border, um, if not maybe someone you'd pencil in at spot 10, 11, or 12. So that's where I have Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. So he, he, to me, is number like 14 overall, if you were listing these guys, you know, one through 20 or whatever it'll be. Jimmy Butler is in that tier for me, DeAndre Jordan, Mark Gasol, Mike Conley, Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum, Paul Millsap, Devin Booker, and DeMarcus Cousins. Those aren't in any order necessarily outside of Thompson. Yeah, I mean, I, those are all guys that I have a lot. All of those guys, did you say Mike Conley? Yep. Yeah, all of those guys that I don't have either starting or in my first four out are in my could start in the East tier. Okay. Um, and that encompasses that entire tier. Actually, no, uh, I have Devin Booker could make it in the East. The rest of them I had could start in the East. Oh, yeah. Devin Booker wouldn't start in the East, but I think he could make it. Um, and then I have five. Do you have another tier after that? Yes, I do too. But th- I've, the rest of my could make it in the East tier. Okay, well, we'll, we'll save the last right, tier, sure. unless you have more tiers beyond that. No, no, no. Uh, but, yeah, just focusing on these guys, since we pretty much have the same, you know, third tier. We talked about Clay. We talked about Butler. DeAndre Jordan, to me, I don't think he really has a shot. No. As good as he is, there's just too many good big guys. So he unless there's basically zero shot. I think he needs and at least two injuries like a lot, to all those a lot big of guys injuries. that we just mentioned for him to make it. I don't, I don't necessarily think... You know, there's a lot of people that are like, oh, now that he's not playing with Chris Paul, he's going to be exposed. He's not just going to be able to sit there and catch lobs. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. No. I think he's actually pretty good. And I think they're going to have some decent <laughs> yeah. guards, too. So it's I'm, not like they're. I'm sorry. DeAndre Jordan he actually, play for the Knicks. He actually is good. Right. He's, in fact, good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I mean, in the East, he maybe starts at center. Yeah. Um, in the West, he's really not having much of a shot. Conley, Conley's never made an all star team. And like, he could have his career year and it wouldn't matter. This just isn't the year that it's going to happen. And I think just I really don't think he and Gasol have much of a shot just because I don't think they're like Anthony Davis has a shot even if the Pelicans are below 500 just because of 
how good he is, what yep. his numbers are going to look like. I don't think Gasol or Conley have a shot just because at best they might be like 500 and their number, like everyone knows these guys are great players, but they're, yeah. they're not going to have like eye popping. Right. Like we're, we're still going to put you on Gasol, the team numbers. I mean, Gasol is the same argument as Jordan needs injuries. There's just too many talented big men. The right. only way I could see it happening is if Memphis has this storybook first half and they're sitting at like third in the West like there's anywhere, there's all of this like Mark Gasol defensive player of the year right. buzz like yeah that well P- Mark Gasol is the guy that you feel like you, you like get guilted into voting for not that we have a vote but I, I get that impression where it's like well I think leave off Mark Gasol like, I think I I'm thinking back we did our year end uh, All NBA teams I want to say I had him on one of mine and maybe right. you didn't have him on one of yours I don't think I did um, but yeah I mean I I think it's almost easier for him to make it in like an all NBA setting than an all-star setting because because it's just, you're evaluating the player strictly based on how good that player was that season. You take wins and losses completely out of it. Um, I mean, Mm -hmm. and he's, and he's a center and the all NBA teams still have a center category. Exactly. That helps him immensely. Um, Who else? Damian Lillard. So Lillard's a two-time all-star. He was an all-star his second year and his third year. He's been arguably better, probably better, slightly less efficient from the floor two years ago than he was the last time he was an all-star. But he went from an all-star in 2015 when he was averaging 21 points per game and six assists. Uh, Last season, 27 points per game, six assists. Uh, Best shooting efficiency of his career. Did not make the all-star team. And honestly, like really wasn't particularly close. I mean, he was a consideration, but you never really felt like he had a legitimate shot. And that's how I feel again this year. I think he could have that same year, and it's there's just too many good players. Damien, if you take Damian Lillard and put him in the like mid two thousands, he's starting for either East or West, right? Like, yeah, I think so. I think he's like viewed as like a clear top ten player in the league, like right. maybe one of the best guards in the league. Well, him and Towns together, like, I'll, I'll look this up later, but how many guys, so in Lillard's case, how many guys have averaged 27 points per game and six assists per game and not been an all-star that year? Like, <laughs> it's got to be less than three. Towns, I mean, Towns averaged 25, 12, three assists and a block and shot 54% from the field and wasn't an all-star. Like, how many guys have done that? Probably even fewer. That's a good, that'd be a good uh, trivia thing. Um, I mean, it's it's just insane how much talent there is in the yeah, league right now. It really is, uh, especially in a certain conference. Do you think Damian Lillard is, of all these guys that we're kind of projecting to not make it, do you think he would be the – is he going to be the most, like, uh, pissed off yes. about not I think he has been. Like, he he's, was last year. He's just that type of guy yeah. that, like, the idea to him that he's not an all-star is just so unfathomable right. and, like – just pisses him off so much mm-hmm. like and I, and I I love him for it. I will say he's somebody right up there with Clay and Butler. Like those three guys if what we talked about transpires where they need, they basically need another reserve guard, I think those are the three that are competing for that spot, right? Thompson, Butler, Lillard. <sighs> yeah, I, well yeah, I mean I think I mean I I already have Butler in. I yeah. I have clay as my first guy out so yeah i'd I'd have those guys ahead of lillard just because i think the blazers are going to be a basically a 500 team this year um i don't know that at the all-star break the blazers will be significantly worse than the t-wolves you know that's where the argument comes in do you go two t-wolves who might be two wins better than the blazers or do you go one of each when lillard's numbers are comparable or slightly better than butler (laughs) 
So I think if you get to the All-Star break and the T-Wolves and Blazers have similar records, I think you get one T-Wolf in and then I think you might get four Warriors in. Okay. Like, I don't think they're going to... Are those records somehow tied like, cause to be, Because, no, because I think the reason I have Butler and Towns in is I think they're going to be, you know, four or five wins yeah. ahead of the Blazers. But if they're not, then I would completely reevaluate it. I might even take both of them out because yeah. I, I think you could say, you know, that presumably if, the, if their records are close, they're around 500. I mean, the Pelicans might be around 500. Anthony Davis could get in uh, over them. I mean, the Jazz might be above 500. Rudy Gobert could get in. I think, I think the more teams, the more of like that Denver, uh, Minnesota, Portland, like the more of those teams don't take the kind of step forward we're expecting, the more it helps the Warriors get yep. four guys in. Totally agree. Is there any chance the Spurs get more than one? Zero. I, so, right? I have yeah. I have Marcus Aldridge in my next tier. Yeah, so same here. Let's move on. Well, actually, no, well, we got a couple more. McCollum. McCollum. I mean, do you think how big do you think the gap is between him and Lillard as players? I don't uh, think it, I don't I think, think it's very big. I think perception wise, it's it's more it's bigger than it is in reality. Yeah, I mean, I think McCollum's still getting noticeably better yeah. each year. Lillard, like you said, had career year, but I mean, he's. I feel like that was prime. Well, he was an older guy coming right. out. Yeah. It's well, like, I mean, they both kind of were, but right. like, like he's been in the league longer. So, yeah, I mean, exactly. he's in his absolute prime. Mm-hmm. McCollum, I don't know. I mean, he might yeah. be in his absolute prime like three years from now. Right. And, you know, I, I, I think he's maybe a slightly better defender. Neither of them are great at that, but. I think he might be a better natural passer. He's not put in that situation quite as much. But I, if you pulled like a hundred random NBA fans, like whose team is it? You if it ninety five oh, would say Lillard. You definitely know? not saying think. it's McCollum. I mean, McCollum wouldn't say it's his team. But, no, right. Yeah, but I mean, I mean in terms of public perception, right. like I think people consider Lillard to be significantly right. better. McCollum's another guy, almost a lock to be a reserve in the East. You know, if it comes down to him, DeRozan, yeah, Beal, I mean, Lowry for a spot, he's right there. He's like. Is who do you, who's better out of Bradley Beal and TJ McCollum? I think I'd take McCollum. I think I would too. It's close, but I think it's, McCollum. It's close, and we had we I'd both had DeRozan. we both had yeah we both had Beal and DeRozan as locks yeah. in the East. <laughs> <Exactly>. So <laughs> and we would take McCollum over yeah, both of those. DeRozan guys. would be a wild card in the West. Oh uh, yeah, those we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have talked about DeRozan yeah. or Beal yet. <laughs> so Demarcus Cousins, he was an All Star last year without much issues. A coach's pick. Ended up being traded the night of the All Star game. Um, Classic. I just don't. There's no way the Pelicans are getting two. No. Like this just speaks to how you know people have been talking for a decade about how much better the West has been than the East. Like, well, Demarcus no, Cousins actually, was an All Star on the Kings last year. Actually, the Pelicans could definitely get two if the Pelicans are like five games above 500, and the rest of these teams are yeah. like if the Pelicans have a better record than the T Wolves, the yes. Nuggets, the Jazz. They could get to. Yeah, that's the thing, I guess. Yeah, so in that scenario, you'd be taking out Gobert or Towns or Jokic. Because it's like you you ha- you almost have to use win-loss record as a tiebreaker because mm-hmm. all these guys are so close yeah, in terms of pure talent. Any chance Cousins would get in over Davis? I don't think so. If they've played the same amount of games, no. I don't see any chance. No. Yeah, I mean, I would certainly take the under on one and a half Pelicans <laughs> in the All-Star game. Yes, I think that's... Uh, Paul Millsap, real g- nice guy. 
Just a really good guy. guy. A hard worker. Look. Not going to be an all-star this year. And um, look, he's <laughs> nobody wants to see Paul Millsap in the all-star game. No, it's it's fine. You just don't. I, I love Paul Millsap. He's going to make that – that Nuggets team is going to be super fun to watch. Yes. But don't need it in the all-star game. Last guy in that section, Devin Booker. I was very – I was – teetering on throwing him in the wild card the wild wild card <laughs> section but i kept him in the only kind See, of wild i have him in my wild wild card section. okay i i mean the suns just aren't going to be good enough i don't see any scenario no. in which they're they're good enough that they get an all-star but i could you know what if devin booker averages 31 <laughs> points per game what if he's leading the conference in scoring yeah what if he's averaging 100 points per game <laughs> then what no, I don't know, but it's not like well, no, it's, it's, it's not. It's totally, a good, it's a good what if because he could average thirty points a game. You're this talking year. to the person who predicted that Clay Thompson would lead the league in scoring last yes, year. Yes, that so was anything a, is in the that was a take. Team. Yeah, that, that um, was a take that I didn't even feel like was that hot. <laughs> wow, was I wrong? Um, I mean, I don't. I think if he averages thirty points a game and they are on the same trajectory of wins that we expect him to be on, then I still don't think he makes it. No. Like, I think he could average 30 points a game, be shooting, like, 44% from the field, yeah. and I still don't think he makes it. He, his numbers would have to be otherworldly for him to offset how bad the Suns are going to be. Like, he'd have to be shooting, like, 48, 45, and, like, yeah. 90. It would, have to be, and, it would have to be, like, a newsworthy type of run that he's right. on to, yeah. even like, get, to even get a reserve. Like, it would have to be game. kind of in the Steph Curry, like, yeah. vintage Steph Curry range exactly. of efficiency. And, like, he would have to have a couple, you know, 50, 60-point games, exactly. um, which he, he actually probably will. 70-point um, <laughs> games, even. Okay, so... How many of you guys do you have in this next tier? I only have five, and I already mentioned I Marcus have, Aldridge. Uh, eight. Oh, damn. So, buckle up. Nine, actually. Miscounted. Nine. So, this section, the wildest of the wild cards. Okay. One, Andrew Wiggins. Yep, I have him. You have him. Two, Carmelo Anthony. Yep, I have him. Three, Lonzo Ball. I have him. Four, Ricky Rubio. Do not have him. Five, Joseph Nurkic. Do not have him. Didn't think you would. Six for John Rondo. Are you just <laughs> doing this to, to get me no. pissed off? Seven, Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> and eight, Eric Bledsoe. All right. I didn't have any of those last guys, but I did have Derek Favors. The Derek Favors? The basketball yeah. player? The basketball player, Derek Favors. Okay. Well, it's your, <laughs> it's your choice. Do you want me to explain? Go ahead. So, floor. I think there is a chance that Derek Favors leads the Jazz in scoring this year. And I think that he could average 14 ele- points a game. 11 rebounds per game, uh, close to two blocks per game under the best circumstances. I mean, he's reportedly like as healthy as he's been in, in over a year. He's you know entering the final year of his deal. The Jazz do not have anyone that can score in the half court other than maybe Rodney Hood. Uh, you have Ricky Rubio there. I mean, I think a healthy Derek Favors would be a, have a really compelling case in the East as a reserve. <laughs> but but uh, he could pretty much do whatever, and he's not going to have a chance in the West. But I put him in there because okay. he, no, I think I he could make that. it in the East. 
No, that, that's that's fair enough. I mean, he's a better player than Yusuf Nurkic if he's healthy. Yeah, I agree. Nurkic, I mean, yeah, I can't even... I love in, Dirk. I'm, I'm, I feel bad that I didn't include, right. didn't include Dirk, but I just there's yeah. no way. I mean, Dirk, the only way you could lay it out is if he gets some sort of Kobe groundswell of, you know... Of coach support. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah, I mean, God forbid that he gets enough um, fan votes to start. I would love that. I would love. Yeah, I would have ab- a scenario. I would absolutely love that. I mean, but... remember when Vince Carter got pressured into handing his starting spot to Michael Jordan on the Wizards? <laughs> we could have this happen. Dirk is literally the opposite of Jordan in, that, in all of those ways. Um, so obviously that won't happen. But yeah. he's on the list nonetheless. Dirk would happen. I think Dirk is is like one of the reasons I love him so much is he's he's going to be so happy to like not even be playing in this. He's going to maybe yeah. go on a vacation. He might even right. go and just like watch it. He could get like, voted in and, as a starter and he would decline. He'd he be like, oh, show. come on, guys. No, like, thank you. <laughs> just hand it off the, to the, op- the opposite of uh, Carmelo Anthony. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm going on vacation. <laughs> yeah, Mello, yeah, Mello's like lingering at the terminal, checking his phone every 10 seconds. Like, oh, right. Kevin Love's not playing. I'm in. And we have Carmelo in our t- in yeah. this tier. Well, that's why because you never know. Like he he just this man. He finds a way, way. He finds a way to get in that All Star game. He <laughs> he makes every call. He weasels. He calls his way, in like, as many favors as he has. Yeah, he's gonna. Be, if he's not in the game, he's gonna be around L.A. just in case there's it, he like an injury. It'll be like Brandon Jennings at the draft. Like I'm not going. You guys like oh oh I'm going in the lottery. Oh yeah, I'm no. here. I mean, <laughs> I just happen to be around. Here. <laughs> It's the All Star Game in LA this year. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Mello. I mean, you know, all these guys are basically in the same scenario where it would take a massive amount of injuries or an unexpected I mean, major leap in performance. Of all the guys we've mentioned, like I don't think he has much chance at all. But, but I think Lonzo Ball might have the best chance of all of them yeah. because I think he could possibly get fan voted in that's what i'm saying like, he, he could be a jeremy lynn situation right like domestic jeremy he's lynn. he's the domestic jeremy lynn absolutely that's and why i put him on there i mean his the, numbers aren't gonna be like, good enough i think he would be a lock to get voted in in the east yes totally agree. he would get he's gonna get i guarantee he's gonna get more votes than john wall gets this year. i would wager to say that when the first rounds of voting come back in early january that lonzo ball is in the top five there's gonna be like a bit of a scandal brewing because people are like whoa lonzo ball's got more votes than damian lillard right (laughs) and i I bet he'll finish with more votes than damian yes i i would the thing that a decent amount of money on that the thing that he doesn't have going for him though is that He's fighting such an uphill battle because he has to beat Curry, Westbrook, yeah. and Harden in voting. Which and he's not going to get coach pick. He has zero. Obviously, picks, so obviously. None but of these like, guys do. I mean, I just I don't know how to properly quantify the vote support he's going to get. So I'm not saying there's a zero percent chance, but like, that would be pretty wacky if. And maybe that's why they have, you know, the player and the coach or the player and the writer vote. Because, you know, Zaza Pachulia, did he get enough votes to start? But then it was over, like, overruled by the player, yeah, the player media vote. Yeah. I mean, he he was 12th among players, but he received zero <laughs> media votes, oddly enough. Right. Yeah. He finished second in front court voting in the West. He had 500,000 more votes than Kawhi Leonard. Right. So, like, I think Lonzo Ball, even if he got, that type of support, I don't think he would get to start because he would. I mean, right. players are going to hate him. There's a reason that they put the system in. Right. Maybe they knew ahead of time. They're like, we right. got this Lonzo kid coming up. <laughs> the the Leangelo Ball rule. 
<laughs> I mean, I, LaMelo Ball might get voted in. <laughs> well, all, those, all, all the teens are voting. Uh, okay, so anyone else on either of these lists that you want to hit on? I mean, Rondo I threw on just to, just to, to kind of get under your skin a little yeah. bit. He's not well, making you it. you succeeded. Yeah. Um, I mean, Andrew Wiggins, just really no chance because of the fact that he's, in everyone's mind, the third best player on that team. Yeah, I mean, some people would probably try to tell you that Teague is the third best player. No, nobody would. Nobody would try to tell me that. Right, well, <laughs> hey, remember, Andrew Wiggins promised that he'd get better this summer. So oh, nice. How many did he, players did he promise he'd hang out in Minnesota a little bit this summer? I, isn't isn't that part of the deal? Yeah. yeah. That the owner wants him to spend some more time in Minnesota. I think what that means is we want to <laughs> we want to be monitoring what you're doing. <laughs> Be, say that you like Minnesota. Just say Just it. Once. <laughs> I think they're like cobbling together <laughs> sentences that he said. I like Minnesota. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Do you have any, any thoughts on Rick Pitino? I know he's he has a close relation to the Minnesota program. Maybe he resurfaces no, as I an assistant. I have no thoughts. I... Any draft stuff? We'll talk about Luka Doncic, by the way. Instead of just sending me clips with <laughs> fire emojis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a walking fire emoji. <laughs> uh, we should be. Yeah, this would be a great time to just lay out the ground rules for the pod this year. Uh, I will not be entertaining any player comps on Luka Doncic. Not even Danilo Gallinari. I will not entertain any player comps on okay. Luka Doncic. Is it Doncic? Don Doncic? I've been saying Don- Doncic. Doncic? I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to remember how I pronounce Tilakina. I, w- I really wish he could get into um, single word realm where we could just refer to him as Luka. I think- I think you might can, get there. Can we just start? Can we try to make that a thing? I don't know who. If you say Luca, I don't know who people would think you'd be. You know, like confusing him with, like Skywalker, Luke Ridnauer. Like, <laughs> no, I. I mean, I think Luca is going to be a one name. If he's as good as he says he is, he'll be a one name guy. Well, he is. He is that good. So is he your number one guy right now? Yes, but I. I mean, obviously, he's kind of got a leg up on the other guys because they haven't. Yeah played in games We're gonna that count see Mo Bob play one game and <laughs> um i mean it's gonna be awesome i mean bagley and uh michael porter are kind of seemingly you know once every three to four year type of number one overall pick type of players and they're in the same draft yeah. and there's this european guy luca who i love more than those guys so like there might be three there might be three guys in this draft that are better than Markel Fultz. Well, I mean, you didn't even mention Bamba or Aiton. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I just Bridges, didn't. I basically didn't mention them because they're big men who. It's just I don't know. It's so risky. Well, like we you, you, you have to be. You have to basically be Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony yeah. Davis to be that kind of transcendent big. I and mean, there's I, six guys in this draft that would have gone number one in the Bennett draft. More than that. The draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't really think. You can put Miles Bridges in this in this convo, no. really, uh, and I don't even think you can put Robert Williams in this convo. As much as you and I both love him, just because we already know his flaws, we know he's awesome at some stuff, but we know he can't really shoot, and he's just not a not much of a modern big. Um, he does have some aspects that are that are modern, but I mean, Luca's a six seven. 
shooting guard basically, but a guy that can also play point guard, a guy that can lead Sounds the like break. A tweener to me. Um, yeah, he he's the best kind of tweener. Like, I mean, it's just it's such a dream prospect because you it doesn't matter what your personnel is. He comes in and he fits regardless of any like you could have an amazing point guard, you could have you know, all the wings in the world, like it's just he's going to fit because he is just he's he's awesome. I mean, I've I'm infatuated. Okay. Yeah, you certainly are. I think maybe once a month and maybe once the draft gets closer, once a week, we'll just kind of give you five minutes at the end of every pod to, to sum up his accomplishments yeah. for the month. We need to get some, we need to find a way to just watch his games in the office live. I think that can be arranged. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.